the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Markets are keeping everyone guessing at this point in time. What's happening in September? Up until September, everything was good in markets. After COVID, March thing happened where we had a big old correction. So people are wondering, what's September telling us? It's a lot of sideways and mostly down. We're learning that we don't have a lot of confidence that this market can stand on its own and it needs a little bit more stimulus to get us to the point where we feel comfortable that a COVID virus is behind us and that we can go back to work and start hiring people and spending a little bit of money. House Democrats are looking to kickstart a new round of negotiations over another round of coronavirus stimulus spending. They're looking for $2.4 trillion. Whoa. Weren't we last week looking at $1.5 trillion and the week before $800 billion? They're looking for $3 trillion at one point. Now they're scaling it back to $2.4 trillion. The plan would reportedly include federal unemployment payments, direct aid to taxpayers, more funding for the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program. That's a lot of money. And essentially, that's our GDP, government spending right now. I know you're saying, wait, 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 wait. It's not quite that, but yes. Um, It's a big number. Odds seem stacked against breaking the losing streak right now. You can't put anything past this cray-cray market, which can get crazy drunk occasionally on liquidity and momentum. Liquidity has been lovely. The momentum was awesome through August. I've never seen anything like it before. It would be like watching a horse race, and you're like, whoa, that is a stunningly beautiful horse. Look how it it just it owns the field. And then September came. Don't be surprised if trading mirrors yesterday's trading today with wide swings that make an intelligent sounding explanation of anything I say today unnecessary and moot. Efforts to contain the spread of the coronavirus have been primarily stumbling block this week for Europe. We've heard that. Um, 
the United Kingdom is probably going to shut down again for another two weeks or something like that. We're having problems containing it. That's the thing that's just mind-numbingly inane. We can't contain it. So I have to start talking about a double-dip recession, which I don't feel great doing because this economy, the U.S. economy will usually take care of itself. All things considered, we have a lot of immigration. People come to our country. We've got uh, low-cost labor there for a lot of things like farming. Um, We have natural resources that just promote economic spending. But we don't have the jobs right now. The jobs disappeared in March, and half of them came back roughly through August. And then we're like, okay, when's the other half coming back? Or can we stimulate the other half back into work? Or can we stimulate the half that doesn't have work um, by giving them cash so they can spend something this holiday season? And ladies and gentlemen, we are in the holiday season. I think we're down to 40 days until the election, roughly. It's coming fast. Um, so the growth concerns came back this week. For me, for sure. I've been saying it on the air for quite a while, two or three weeks now, that we're going to need some more jobs or some stimulus. Now, reports today are surfacing that Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are going to take up negotiations again over the weekend. But reports also suggest that $2.4 trillion stimulus that's being put forth by the Democrats is not likely to fly with the Republicans. I'll be honest with you. We have trillions of dollars of debt as a, a country. It's such a big number. We can't handle it. I'm surprised we're negotiating over, oh, we want $2.4 trillion or $3 trillion. There's not that much difference. It's a mind-numbingly big number to add to our debt, and we continue to do it. There's not been a president since Clinton stumbled into spending less money because of the tax revenue generated from the Internet. There's not been a president who's been able to balance our budget or not spend like a drunken sailor. And it's almost as if every time it gets worse and worse and worse. Just president Congress as well. Let me be fair in that. I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to put it all on one man. I'm going to say they spend money that they don't have. They stimulate our economy that way. There's a pal- palpable sense of angst right now. I don't know if you're getting that, whereas I'm like, eh. But there's a lot of angst in a lot of different areas. Not only is there angst on stimulus, not only is there angst o- over COVID, but there's angst over Europe. There's angst over China. There's angst. There's just, we are not, in a healthy mind state right now. We need a long weekend in Mexico, and yet we can't fly. Although I did see American Airlines say that if you fly to Hawaii, they'll give you a rapid uh, 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 test to see if you got the COVID. I love turning the COVID or COVID into the COVID. Making it a noun somehow works in my head. So American Airlines is going to do a rapid test at the airport so you can fly to Hawaii. Yay! Starting to open up. Starting to open up the angst, but not quite there yet. 
Goldman Sachs has reportedly published a research piece that, that suggests the market is overstating the risk of a delayed result um, in the election. Yesterday, the news circling was that Trump's not going to accept a loss and that he's going to go to the governors of the states that he lost it and say, deem it unofficial. And therefore, I'll win a majority. <laughs> You're like, is that possibly a strategy? Or as my good friend George W. Bush would say, strategery. Um, that's angst. I'm not holding on to it. I, if I were to hold on to that, I would go crazy. So I grew up with a father who was in the military. And uh, we looked at the president of the United States as someone who, who protected our father. In a, a weird way, my dad went to war twice. Once before I was born and once before my brother was born. <clears throat> we were born something like 16 or 17 months apart. So you can see that, well, business happens while daddy's off at war. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Try not to get the angst, but the economic data is not adding up right now. So just have a little bit of caution. Not a lot, but enough. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This has been a strange week. I feel it's been mostly negative. I'm okay with that. I hope you're okay with that. We're setting up for the election, and then we're setting up for another stimulus plan. That's, to me, as simple as I can make the stock market right now. And you don't want to make it too simple. But at the same time, you don't want to deny what looks to be pretty obvious out there right now. When I say pretty obvious, I'm I'm kind of exaggerating just a skosh. Um, there's always going to be a surprise and you'll never see it coming. 9-11, we never saw coming as a stock market. You can't prepare for that kind of thing. $150 oil, we never saw coming. You can't prepare for that kind of thing. You'd say $60 oil could become 80 for sure, but then it didn't stop one year and went straight to 150. You can't get that freaked out by that. Um, it's something I, I almost beg of you. Try to be cool. Don't stress. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It seems like we're getting a little bit back to normal, but we're doing it pretty darn slowly. Football seems to be back. None of the players seem to be getting tested negative for COVID. That feels good, right? Then over the weekend, you're going to hear stories about the University of Wisconsin has had a crazy breakout. And I don't want to slander libel anything towards the University of Wisconsin. So let me retract that and say a made-up university in Wisconsin. Um, S&P 500 down 2.2% for the week. Four straight losing weeks. Huh. Whoa. It's not good. We feel like losers. Now, that's a good thing. Uh, <clears throat> I used to have a producer who was 25 years old. And I tell you that to give you perspective on how long he had been in the market. All of since the day he started with me, like a couple weeks. And he got to the point where he was getting a little bit cocky. 
hey, I'm buying some shares of Hertz. I'm like, how many shares of Hertz are you buying? He's like, $15 worth. And he would make it to 16 and he was all proud of himself. I haven't heard from him. When markets get tough, stock picking gets tougher. When markets are going well, everyone's a genius. But when markets get tough, people get a little bit angsty. Angst is the word of the day. Shake, rattle, and roll is what we've been seeing a lot on top of what I would refer to as the shaky economic ground. We need to get this done <clears throat> at some point in time. Durable goods orders increased four-tenths of a percent month over month. That's not good. That's a very weak, anemic number. It's like, go eat some, go eat some red meat, dude. That GDP number, or that translates into GDP, durable goods, big part of it, um, is very anemic. You throw in the number of jobless reports that we're seeing, first-time unemployment times, it's, we're on shaky ground right now. We need that stimulus. If for nothing else, to cut down on the stay-at-home angst, Consumer drones are notorious for being hard to fly at first. Amazon has announced a new ring device. They get this. It's not the Terminator 2000, but it's pretty darn close. It's going to be a drone that flies around your home. What? So Amazon is going into the 21st century hard as far as are you Sarah It's called the Amazon Ring. Uh, it's the always home cam, $249. It'll be operated by the Ring app, which will be set up to work with the drone based on the mapping of rooms. So you're going to have a drone that goes from room to room to room. It's going to figure out the angles. It's going to do its own little thing. It's going to fly. Okay, wait, wait. Am I making this up? Did I take too much medicinal marijuana last night? Like, what's wrong with this story? Now, we all have had eye robots at some point in time. There's little robots that go around and vacuum or go around and mop, go around and torture the cat. Um, sometimes those eye robots would get stuck on a piano or it would trip on something in the kitchen. Uh, flying drones going around your house randomly for security? Oh, in your house? I get outside the house. I don't necessarily get inside the house. Um, so Ring was a, a pretty fascinating company as it started, and they got on to Shark Tank, and they got funding. It was a genius idea of a doorbell that you could look out of your phone and see someone in front of your home who ding-dong pizza delivery but it's not a pizza delivery and you're like oh boy i need to call the police sales of the video doorbell took off frequent uh, appearances on cable tv shopping channels hawking the product amazon bought ring for about a billion dollars now we have this drone it's lightweight it won't hurt anything um it's privacy you can hear You'll be able to hear it flying from room to room, and you go, ah, must be safe. 
That's a weird combination for me. Speaking of weird combinations, the company came public recently. DraftKings. It's a stock I've talked about, and it's been a huge winner. When Michael Jordan signed on to be a spokesperson slash chairman, or not chairman, but board member, I was like, sweet, Rob did something good. I talked about how the COVID is going to create deficits in states, and states don't like to have crazy deficits. They like to find new money to spend. And I see the tax money in DraftKings of gambling as interesting. And as Chad Binion launched coverage on the stock of DraftKings on Thursday with an outperforming, he says $65 price target. Keep in mind, I've been talking about it since about 32, 34. Um, he sees prospects for hyper growth. He thinks the company is the next Amazon, Netflix, Tesla, or Shopify. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Durable goods orders climbed four-tenths of percent in August. That was much, much slower than recent months. That's not good. Earlier this week, I talked about TikTok and how the United States lost on TikTok. And President Trump could squawk all he wants, but it was a Chinese tech company, or it is a Chinese tech company, that they're not bowing to the pressure of the United States to go away. Now, at some point in time, does a deal get done? I don't care. But the real story there is China has a tech company that America wants. That's a flip. We're used to China being the guys who copy our intellectual property, whether it be technology or, or Hollywood movies. We're not used to them leading. Get used to it, ladies and gentlemen, and get used to we're not going to be the world power that we always were in the 21st century. And if we ever make it to a 22nd century, no way. Emerging market tech stocks concentrated in China have held up better than their counterparts in the United States' recent market correction. There's some strong interest in holding some of the tech companies that are coming out of China, India, and Brazil. Alibaba and Tencent are solid companies. Despite year-over-year gains of 26% and 34%, you can't knock those guys. They're holding up nicely. They remain cheap relative to U.S. stocks uh, that do similar businesses. E-commerce king Alibaba trades at 24 times trailing earnings. Amazon, boo. But they are the Chinese, the Amazon of China, Alibaba. So they have room to grow. You've recently heard one of the greatest investors of all time, Warren Buffet, go out and strike up conversations saying, yeah, I'm buying some stocks in Japan. And you're like, Japan? Aren't you the guy who said American, like, bet on America? When chips are down, bet on You said that, and now you're invested in Japan? Hey, that says a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Things are a little bit crazy here as far as valuations go. Uh, they're not as crazy when you look at the similar stocks in China. So a couple more that you should think about, JD.com. 
In Brazil, if you were to look at a uh, sheet of, te- of tech stocks, you you would you'd find them. There's payments provider Pagsegura Digital, Pags, P-A-G-S, Stone Company, Magazine Luisa. My Spanish is not very good. I must I must apologize. Although the greatest show on, on Netflix I've ever seen is called Money Heist. If you get a chance to watch it, it's so bad it's good, but it's also so genius that it's it's it it works it, it works for itself. Anyhow, that's my TV recommendation of the day. And I know you pay what's me, good and bad. I know what's good and bad. You pay me for me giving you my opinions. So look to Brazil, India, and China right now if you want valuations that make sense. Look to the United States for tech companies if you want. <clears throat> dominant players. I get it. Costco's quarter wasn't good enough. I'm not a Costco guy. Um, I think the world falls into people who are Costco people and not Costco people. Don't like the shopping experience in any way, shape, or form. I don't mind saving the money. I just don't like hanging out with a lot of other people. That was pre-COVID, COVID, and post-COVID. I don't like being in crowds. Um, it's just not my thing. I'd much rather sit outside. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Uh, I have a friend who gets all excited. He's like, it's Saturday. I'm taking the kids to Costco. We're going to get the samples, right? Kids samples. And he's like, Hey kids, what do you like about Costco samples? And I'm like, I can't get that excited about that. But same store sales climbed 11.4%. And we know that when the COVID hit, we needed toilet paper and we needed paper towels. And those were hard to come by for some reason. In hindsight, we look back and go, what really happened there? But Costco's had a good run of it. People wanting to go to the store once and only once, get lots of stuff and freeze it, and then you know wait for the COVID to pass. They were a big winner with that theory. August same store sales were good. But expectations are really high for a company that was a COVID play. So even though the company beat expectations, Wall Street's saying, you've run up, we've run up your stock a lot, and we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Essential retailers like Costco have helped during the pandemic as shoppers stock up on food and limit their trips to venture outside. Store traffic had recovered relatively quickly with visits rising from 6.8% year over year to a June two-tenths of 1% rise to a July 1% gain. So it's getting a little bit more back to normal. Costco is a career that is you have to applaud. It's one of the steadiest and strongest retailers in the last 30 years. Thank you. Thank you. That's Tiger Woods missing the cut this weekend at the PGA tournament. <laughs> poor Tiger. Poor, poor Tiger. Not making $100 million a year anymore. Um, but I digress. So Costco trades at 36 times forward earnings. I want to pay 36 times forward earnings for my mother. I know you're saying, what did you just throw your mother under the bus? Yes. I love my mother, but not at 36 times earnings. You have to have some standards for a retailer. I'll pay 20 times earnings most unless it's Amazon. I want to pay 15 times earnings. 15 times earnings is what the Wall Street 
typically values the S&P 500 at historically during wars, during pandemics, during growth booms. We trade around 10 to 12 on really bad, scary times and up to 20 times in the the roaring 20s and the, the dot-com era of the 90s. We could pay a little bit more because we see a lot more growth. But 36 times earnings? Sorry, Mom. You're for sale if you're Costco. I can't pay that. I can't pay that. I, there's You have to have standards. And I always make the standards conversation a little bit creepy where I go, yeah, I would date a 25-year-old woman but not an 18-year-old woman because you have to have standards where you want her to be a little bit worldly. But then my wife hates me when I say that joke. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to trade you in for a younger woman. Um, I'm out on the five-year plan. Every five years, I'm going to go back to a 25-year-old. Perpetual 20. I know you're saying you've crossed the line. That's creepy. It's meant to be explain standards in a poor fashion. I could say I, when I was 25, I'd only date people with 32 teeth. And then now psh, 26 is fine by me. As long as you're not missing a front tooth. And soon I'll be like, you could miss a front tooth and go, I love you, Rob Black. I would be fine with that. I would be fine. But you have to have standards. And Costco doesn't meet my standards or Wall Street standards right now. So it's starting to creep back down. One of my favorite areas to invest in, one of my favorite areas to talk about are trains. I think America has a, a, a love affair with trains. Two railroad stocks got upgrades today. Logistics are heating up. Looks good for the economic outlook. Now here I've been poo-pooing like if we don't get stimulus, we're going to be in trouble. But Norfolk Southern and CSX are both called buy stocks. And they both have about 20% upside, 25% upside, according to a recent analyst upgrade. Now, I throw this out there because I want you to think about you and I starting a business this weekend. Let's sell lemonade. We could do that, right? You need lemons. You need sugar. You need water and ice cups. We could figure it out. Now, let's get into the business of transporting lemonade across the country. And we're like, well, let's do it on train. Well, let's build our own train stations. Can't do it. Let's start out our own train tracks. Can't do it. I like train companies for that reason. There's a barrier to entry, and they've all become, in the 70s, they were a mess. They were like watching five-year-old kids play soccer. They're just running around, and it's just a mess. It's crazy out there. Someone's going to get hurt. The train companies got hurt in the 70s. They had to restructure. A lot of them went bankrupt. Um, but what's left are – it's like the Monopoly board. There's four of them. There's probably five. But there's not many. And to get in that business, the barriers to entry are huge. And what they've kind of figured out is, um, hey, Norfolk Southern, you take the cars that are coming to the country from Mexico. You take the, the Mexican-U.S. border and you do the, the transports of goods there. And then another company like CSX will do the um, – you guys go up to the Canadian Rockies and uh, you guys go – you pull you know, iron ore across the country. They're very specific what they do and they make good money. They're boring as boring can be and I love it. Costco too expensive, CSX not. It's a market of stocks, not a stock market per se. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I was just checking out Nancy Pelosi during the break. She said, I'm going to keep the house in session until a deal is reached. They're planning to leave October 12th to go back home and start campaigning for the reelection cycle. Okay, so we're probably going to get some sort of stimulus. Hopefully, it's the idea there. That's good. Again, our deficit is so large. I can't even. Uh, I can't even understand it anymore. Just throw a little bit more on the deficit. Let our grandchildren inherit this debt, right? That's what you could say, and I don't think it'd be too far off from like a reality. Amazon yesterday unveiled some new hardware. It's a virtual product event. Amazon unveiled a video game subscription service, new devices, and Alexa features during a virtual product rollout yesterday. Um, Amazon is following its rival, Google, into cloud video game business. Its Alexa-enabled Luna controller can pair up with a Fire TV, smartphone, or other devices to access a library of video games that can be streamed online. The streaming service itself is $5.99 a month, cheaper than Google Stadia at $9.99 a month. I'm not in touch with Google Stadia. But I'll say this. It's one of the reasons Amazon creates a bit of stickiness by rolling out some products that are good to great, but the, the, they don't have to all be great. They understand, hey, if we get you on Prime, we can throw this in, we can we can layer it. The Ring Always Home Cam is sort of a mini drone that flies around your home, patrolling on its own with built-in cameras. It only records while flying, Amazon assures us. Amazon's Ring is also offering a dash cam and a car alarm device that connects to your mobile phone. If someone wants my car alarm, if someone wants my car, you can have it. I don't lock doors. You can have it. There's nothing in my vehicle that's worth all that much. I know the insurance company's like, well, that's interesting. You said that on air. We're not going to pay for your car that's stolen. Um, no, that's not really what I'm getting at. But I don't live in that world. Amazon's own products make up a relatively small business compared to its e-commerce site. And they're going to face gaming competition this fall from Microsoft and Sony. Um which, for the record, sold out their new consoles blazingly fast. Which, for the record, I was able to find an Xbox, a new Xbox, yesterday at Amazon. No, it was not at Amazon, at Walmart. It was one of the odd things where you have to buy a game, and then they build the new Xbox to look like a robot or something like that. And I'm like, well, eh, I don't really want a robot-looking Xbox, but I see that they're still around if, if you really want one. You can get one. So what else do we have to hit today? We hit the Democrats staying around in Congress until we get a stimulus done. They're lowering their number. Um, last week, Donald Trump said $1.5 trillion looks good. He likes that big number. Now the Democrats have gone from $3 trillion down to about $2.4 trillion. I think we're getting closer. I don't know. But that should be a plus for the stock market when it hits. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about DraftKings. And even in a break today, I talked about it, it's basically gambling, right? You fund 
you see a commercial during the Super Bowl that says, hey, sign up for DraftKings and you'll get a $50 bonus if you use the uh, Super Bowl promo code. DraftKings was waiting for the NFL to come back. They do fantasy sports with uh, an app and you can bet against me. You, your team versus my team. Keep in mind, neither one of us are really athletes. <laughs> we just have a phone. But we can pretend to be athletes and pick who's going to be the better running back this week and the better quarterback. DraftKings is in that area, right? Fantasy sports, betting on fantasy sports. Um, and I hate that. But DraftKings is also in betting on horse racing, betting on UFC fights, betting on NFL in some states where it's legal. So they have an advantage, as does Penn National. They're in that space already. I think that space grows. Um, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of people gambling because usually you're going to lose. Like when I see people do the lottery, I'm like, seriously, I pity the fool. Mr. T is my, my advisor mentor. I know you're saying that's not a good sign, Rob. Don't say that ever again out loud. And that could be your career. If you say Mr. T is your mentor. Wrong. (laughs) I love, I love it when Trump defends Mr. T. That's a one-two combination that you can't beat. Anyhow, DraftKings has a market share of about 35% in states where such gambling is legal. And Penn National has the other part because Penn National partnered with Barstool Sports. And Barstool, which I don't quite, my personal opinion is, eh. I'm more of an ESPN guy, but I'm also older. And the younger kids want Barstool, where Barstool is a website that will be like, Who's the greatest receiver ever who caught a ball on his back? And you're like, what does catching a ball on your back mean? And they have debates about it. And the younger kids care about stuff like that. Me? Eh, just show me who won the game kind of thing. So I was a little fascinated last night with Lakers. Living in Northern California, you just have a natural inclination to hate L.A. Uh, (laughs) Which, you know how we've been putting cardboard fans in the seats for baseball games? That's what real people look like in L.A. They look like cardboard cutouts. That's that's them. I can't tell the difference when I watch a Dodgers game. I know you're saying now you're just being mean. A little bit. DraftKings is more of a tech marketing company than a gaming company. When I throw that out there for you, I want you to digest that. They are very efficient at customer acquisition. Very efficient. Take a look at the business model and just start, you know, pay attention to more business models and fashion models. I want to get you to retirement. That's my goal. A little apathetic today, am I not? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.